Welcome to the Flow State podcast. I am Flow State founder and managing director, Stuart P. Turner. In this five-episode mini-series, we're talking about the implications of AI, cutting through the hype to talk about real-world use cases, real examples, and what it means to people in their day-to-day jobs. Terry, welcome to the Flow State podcast. Thanks for coming on. Uh, for people that don't know you, Terry is head of product, data, and technology Correct. at Group M. Yeah. I don't know if it's in that order. Sorry. Um, <laughs> You've a fellow Yorkshire expat, I illustrious am. career in affiliate and like demand-based digital marketing. Is that fair to say? Affiliate, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so thanks for coming on and talking about the implications of AI. So first and foremost, most important question: Are robots coming for our jobs and lives? Are they going to usurp humanity? Are you concerned about that? Uh, and if you are, like, is it is it happening today, tomorrow? What you, what do you think? Yeah, um, definitely concerned. Um. Specifically at the minute for friends who are writers or copywriters, um, I see some of them, well, a lot of them, some of them are using ChatGPT to, okay. to write bits for them, but they still need a human eye over it. I've got friends who are in the TV and film industry at the minute who've got no income due to the writer's strike. And right. they're not even writers themselves. They're like the producers of shows, um, but working with like American companies. So they've they've got no income at the minute. So I worry for people like them. Um I'm married to a software engineer, drivers for like driverless cars, you know, taxi drivers, bus drivers. Like what, what are all these types of people going to do um, when, mm. when the ro- robots do take over? But I do hope, my hope is that when they do take over, um, <laughs> Go on. that the likes of nurses and teachers and people who really should be paid a lot of money will get paid what they're meant to get paid. Yeah, interesting. That's interesting, actually, because nobody else has actually talked about that from a, because we talked quite a bit about like the economic impact, mm-hmm. but hypothetically speaking i know this is this isn't maybe good for your husband but if all the money were to be hoovered out of you know some areas of digital what do you think it would go to like yeah i'd like to think yeah I, I like to think you know the caring and the educational professions would get paid what they should be getting paid yeah right okay yeah, yeah. well do you not think that they may be usurped as well could you see like a use case where there's like robot nurses i guess in the future no, that happened no i think stuff like and you know what's funny my nan when i was you know i'm a, i'm quite an age now but uh, i remember saying to my grandma when i was 12 uh because th- computers had literally just come in to school around then um i was like i think i'm gonna get into computers and she was like absolutely not it's a passing fad you want to be a nurse or a hairdresser and i was like okay nan and um <laughs> and fast forward 30 years maybe 50 um you know in like next 20 years that i should have listened to her i should have become a hairdresser or a nurse because yeah and just i'm not sure the robots can take over that (laughs) i've been just been cutting hair you know like i never get my hair cut so that's not really an issue for me but like (laughs) yeah that's pretty interesting because i mean that's part of what i wanted to talk about right is like there's a lot of crazy hype around like ai and I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you see it the same going back to what you're saying about what's happening with matt um and group m for example but mm-hmm. Most of the AI chat at the moment seems to either be just people have updated the websites to put the letters AI on them and they're yeah. still doing what they were doing before, or mm-hmm. it's really just kind of machine learning or like process automation. It's not really like deploying proper artificial intelligence. Like, are you yeah. seeing the same thing at work or do you guys have any? Yeah. I mean, Group, Group M do have an AI, AI tool, uh, Copilot, which is embedded into Zaxis, which okay, op- optimises um, campaigns and, and budgets. Um, but yeah, other than that, what I'm seeing more is just machine learning and a lot of automation. Yeah. Automating dashboards, reporting, um, all just Excel spreadsheets that were, you know, 
manually done by someone <laughs> yeah. being put into a BI, you know, power dashboard. Um, yeah, right. So yeah, more automation and ML. And that level of automation and general efficiency, I assume you would agree should be getting done anyway, right? Oh, it's not God, like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's exciting, but I know most normal people would not necessarily get super excited by no, what we just said. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it is super, super exciting, especially for yeah. the team that we have, the the amount of man hours it takes to do, even for, um, we're automating all HR systems, finance systems um, out of the Darren Tech team. Um because when we looked into and sat with the HR and finance teams, the amount of man hours that goes into, I don't know, end of month or mm. onboarding new starters or, um, so yeah, what, what automating all that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And are you like, what's the most exciting part of that? Um, or maybe not the most exciting part, but what do you think is like the most valuable part of that that doesn't have a sort of huge negative impact on people from what's happening across I Group M at the moment? It takes the mundane away from people's roles. Mm. Um Gives them more time to upskill, learn, do things they're more interested in. Because um, I think, yeah, the the monotony of the super boring tasks that can be automated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, oh, you know, anything but good. Yeah, anything but bad. All good. Well, that that, that I think is super interesting because going back to what you said earlier about you know your nan's advice, which is obviously everyone should listen to their and, should, and, and they what they what they think. So. Yeah. Um, that's totally sound. I think the most exciting thing that I've seen is um, the real world use of like, you know, chat GPT, which is the kind mm-hmm. of the main model everyone knows where like it, it does exactly what you said, where you can sort of stop concentrating on the boring, like, you know, drudgery of adult life, like mm-hmm. doing planning your shopping lists or whatever, or like, what are we going to eat tonight, which is a common conversation that I'm sure everyone has. And mm-hmm. just, you know, you can get all that done like really fast now. Yeah. So I actually think that's probably where more exciting stuff is happening. Yeah. And um I don't, you know, going back to what you were saying about programmers and developers, mm-hmm. maybe they don't see that right now because they've been in a bit of an ivory tower yeah. with their magical knowledge of coding. But yeah. have you have you used it for any of that stuff? Like, are there any areas of your own life where you've been like, this, you know, predictive modeling can really help me here? Like, or do you think there are any if you haven't used it already? Chat GTP, because my husband brought that to my attention quite some time ago. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, did, yeah. nah, I'm not using that. Um, <laughs> but when I um, when we're a bit um, low on the ground with people in the teams and I've got to jump in and help on, I don't know, an influencer brief response. Mm. I'm like, oh, I'll just pop this into chat GTP and see what it spits out. Yeah, okay. And, um, and it does okay. It does okay. But uh, obviously you need to throw a human eye over that. Um, but for my day-to-day life, not really. I've tried putting award entries. I've tried, you know, because everyone hates doing award entries, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, there's not enough information in there to help yeah. me spit out a, an award-winning entry. Yeah, okay. uh, but not for my not for my day-to-day life. I'm not there yet. <laughs> even though I live with someone who uses it day in, day out. He, he, even he's not using it for his day-to-day life yeah okay yeah well is that just because you think it can't add enough enough value like you know in in real life like why why haven't you used it yet i've probably not i there's just nothing that's come into my mind that i think oh that you know hey i can help me with that yeah right yeah if it can make my well no (laughs) what i need help with is like making my daughter's lunchbox Mm, yeah okay stuff that i hate doing yeah um but uh or picking something on TV. So I, but I know, you know, you can endlessly scroll mm. through all this, every subscription channel. Yeah. And I know they have, you know, obviously inbuilt algorithms to help show up what I should be watching, but it's, you know, kids' programs. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, nothing in my 
physical day-to-day life at the minute. Interesting. See, I was, I was talking to someone else about this. I think it's interesting that you ran through that because I've had a very similar experience where I mm-hmm. think, um, and especially talking about algorithms that essentially are engineered not really to help you, but just to show you what's like the most popular, which yeah. I don't just being a bit of a contrarian like i just mm-hmm. don't like that way of doing stuff because yeah. i'm like i don't if someone tells me there's something super popular i'm like well i'm not gonna watch it i'm now. not gonna watch right. it same i'm the same so, and that's just happening everywhere like all mm-hmm. over the place but i think where maybe when you get a better more personal assistant style ai like mm-hmm. that could be a great way to address that stuff right where you can just yeah rediscover the joy of discovery and if you turned around and you were like how many more times do i need to watch like you know insert these episodes of Bluey, which if I watch like yeah, the most yeah. recently or whatever, then you can be like, well, no, show me something else that's, uh, yeah. you know, that I haven't seen that isn't going to drive me insane this time. Like- but you know, e- even on that thread, <clears throat> even with articles, like my brothers might send me an article from the UK or a video or my sister's obsessed with TikToks. So I get to, mm. and I'm like, I don't want to click on these because then it's going to screw <laughs> with my algorithms. Yeah, yeah. And everything that yeah. I want to watch is going to be skewed to what, you know, my two brothers of you in so even with like the the news i read or you know videos i watch i'm really conscious and maybe it's because i'm in the industry i'm conscious that i a, i don't want to screw with my algorithms but then and on the other hand of that i worry that i'm obviously then only being served things that i'm looking at or like mm. the boots on asos that follow me around everywhere yeah yeah or um i mean and this is a very personal um thing i'm about to talk about but one of my brothers got married in Italy last August. So, you know, we all flew out and I flew over with my other brother. And, you know, he works in like conservation. So, you know, he's not up on tech or anything. He's, just, he's, doing, he's doing like a real job. Basically. Yeah, he's doing a real job where, you know, he, he digs and whatever. And um, I remember being in the car with him and my 19-year-old niece and I'm driving us, you know, through the countryside in Italy. And he's like, oh, do you know, I've, you know, I've been following this guy on like, you know, socials and he's so, he's so entrepreneurial and I'm thinking, you know, I, I might do this and da, da, da. And the more and more he spoke, I thought, I know he's talking about, I know he's, and I, and he can't, he cannot be following Andrew Tate. Please oh my God, me. because he wasn't, surely he was, was And then like, you know, and then he starts, you know, talking about more things. I'm thinking, oh my goodness. And, you know, how... We all know what Andrew Tate's like, right? So all the things he was talking about, I was thinking, I cannot let my 19-year-old niece listen to this. Mm. I need to show, Jesus, you know, so terrible. I'm trying to like, you know, adult and and <laughs> debate like, with my be, brother. Be responsible, yeah. you know. <laughs> and, and be, a, you know, a strong feminist. Yeah, it was awful. It was awful. And I'm trying to, I was like, yeah, but if you this, maybe if you listen to BBC4 Radio Woman's Hour, you know, um, so stuff like that worries me as well. With, with AI and algorithms that you're only going to get served up your, you know, what you yeah. view and think. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that I think is quite an incredible and powerful example of like the darker side of how the whole internet yeah. works at the moment, right? Like, yeah. And we were, we were chatting about this before you arrived actually about the... Um, the stuff you know when you're inside an industry, as you mentioned, mm. that you don't know if you're like, you know, a normal, like a muggle, like a normal person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, you know, the... Again, going back to what you were saying earlier, if you are getting sucked into that now and everything's super polarised online mm. at the moment because of that, that yeah. again, is this an area where some kind of more positive, you know, force for good type machine learning mm-hmm. could help? Because, like, I feel like technology is still very much in the way of how mm-hmm. I want to interact with things. Like, the fact that you have, like, a crappy OS on your phone is not very helpful because you want to be yeah. able to just talk to it and get it to do stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That would be the dream. Um 
But do you think, like, is there a way that you could potentially be deploying new technologies to try and fight that at the moment? Or is this just a done deal now and we're all... I've... I spoke to Meta a few months... It was before Christmas. um, Because uh, we have an influencer business within Group M called Inca. And we've launched Inca Communities, which is to, you know, bring more... Typically, you know, every brief we're getting in every brief response and whether that's, you know, the bias of the person that's responding or what the client wants or what's coming through or you you send in like a diverse uh, creator panel across. Mm. What we saw that was getting approved was your typical influencer, Mm. um, which, you know, white mum, you know, yada, yada. Generic mum for number number two. (laughs) So with Inca communities, what we wanted to do is make sure that, you know, a percentage of every brief we responded to had, you know, diverse creators, whether that be, you know, disabled, um, you know, ethnicity, language, yada, yada. Um, but even then, the person who's then approving them, they've also got to be on board with that. Yeah, right. Um, so we wanted to do some A-B testing on if we did a campaign and we, a couple of tests. So one would be we'd pick two very different creators Mm. we'd tell them to say the exact same thing. We'd give them exact, exact same budget and we'd put the exact same boost in budget behind them and see, you know, how Meta pushed that out. Yeah. And, you know, we assumed that the typical influencer, you know, would end up getting the most reach. And um, and then beyond that, using the same two creators or, again, or two other diverse creators, giving them the same brief and then seeing what they do with their own, you know, you, you know, voice. So anyway, I spoke to Matt about this and I was like, but also, can, can, is there any way you could build some form of algorithm to counteract the biases of, you know, and they're like, no, no that, like we couldn't do that. You know, <laughs> that, that's, you know, touching like, on, of you know, can. yeah, they're <laughs> like, that's touching on what it ended. So, you know, we have taken it to the likes of Matt on how, how can we make, um, you know, the algorithms work in favour of, you know, yeah, d- you know, lower minor, you know, not lower minorities, but you know what I mean. No, no, um, I, know, I know what you're And they about, were like, yeah. no, we, c- we just can't do that. And then it was deemed like unethical to do the A-B testing that we put forward. <laughs> right, because it was more equal than, you know, the standard approach to promoting yeah, content. Um, so, I mean... We might push on, it, you know, if we find a client that will do that, we'll, we'll do, we'll, we'd love to do that A-B testing. But, um, but yeah, we've, we've started a conversation with Meta about if we could, you know, tweak the algorithms mm. or push it in favour of, you know, whatever it may be. So yeah, that I think is really interesting because we, you know, like, there's a load of interesting stuff like off, off the back of what you were just saying. But if you touch on the points i think in order as you were saying like facebook's the worst culprit for this because that's your, your classic like white mm. guy now pretty middle-aged network right there's yeah. like you know bland content mm. algorithm focused around all the things you just said and um it's another big concern i think everyone's talked about with like chat gpt where you're like okay it's been trained on a corpus of information that is yeah. effectively like the white western internet which is yeah. what most of the stuff we see is um mm-hmm. so like how you know how useful is that to people that yeah. sit outside that that group like mm-hmm based on what you're saying, not particularly, because yeah. all it does is, you know, build on the confirmation bias that's already yeah. there. And um, 
I read a really funny article actually that after you can probably find it includes under this um, about um, the rise of kind of conservative beige influences on, I think it was actually on Instagram, mm. um, where there's this kind of mini cohort of, I think it's mainly women, um, but there's probably a few men in there because it's all kind of fashion and lifestyle oriented, yeah. where all they do is promote like, staying at home and like you know exercising and like drinking herbal tea yeah yeah like (laughs) and then you know wearing like all this really bland like pretty horrible fashion and stuff Mm -hmm. and like fair play that's how they're like making money and like don't begrudge anyone sort of being able to make a living from doing that but Mm -hmm. um the gist of the point of this article was that it was quite funny that you know like gen z and like everyone sort of in that cohort is generally sort of perceived as these sort of you know rule-breaking trendsetter sort of <laughs> youth cohort and they were like actually the values that are being displayed are pretty conservative and like yeah. it's probably as a result of all the general chaos that's going on yeah going back to what you and your nan were saying you know like <laughs> how, how do you get a job and like buy a house if you want like a normal job now yeah. like it's really hard to even imagine owning so something if you're 18 now yeah. so um they were like yeah it's not that surprising but then what if meta falls over like you know what if Where's Zuckerberg loses his yeah. fight with Musk and like, you know, he t- takes <laughs> over. Like, what's going to happen then? Like, it's just, I mean, you would know from your time in affiliates, right? It's very dangerous yeah. to put all of your eggs in someone else's basket, basically. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, um, going back to what you were saying there, I think that test's super interesting because, you know, like how how can you try and fight like the algorithms that you guys are trying to test against there, the biases within all the models? Like, what do you think the way around that is at the moment? Or is there a way around it? You know, your mums and dads always, you know, BBC News or whatever it was, mm. you know, unbiased, here's the facts. I mean, well, was it unbiased? I don't know. I'm assuming. Well, I mean, it's a hot topic at the <laughs> at the moment in the UK, isn't it? <laughs> I know. Like, even when our, like, parents and in-laws come and stay with us, they've just got, like, News 24 on. Mm. Um, but, yeah, but even, you know, I'm even with that, I'm thinking, is it, is it, you know, are we seeing this? And um, I don't know. I'm very sceptical of any, anyone now. Um, I like to hope and pray that something will change. Because I like to see in my news and, and my feeds and, you know, what I read, I want to see all different viewpoints. I want mm. my, I want to be debated with. I want my viewpoint to be changed. I want to, you know, you know, have a, you know, a good little argument about stuff and then you change my mind. Yeah. Um, I want that. I need that. You know, I want my daughter to have that. Um, and I think even like on a podcast I listened to the other week, Women's Hour on BBC. Um, they had the, the the Chancellor of Oxford University talking, oh, yeah. and I, you know I'd seen in the news that there'd been a big you know uh, uproar about um, some woman who was speaking about um, she was getting called a turf. She was on about like you know women's rights and, and all that jazz, and uh, some students wanted to shut down this talk, and she shouldn't be allowed to speak, and you know, and this Chancellor was like. We're Oxford University, like debating is in our walls. I know, like, is that not why like, you go to university? Should yeah, I, surely. You've got to be able to listen to viewpoints that make you a bit twitchy and, you know, and, and see what everyone, rather than just being, you know, fed up everything mm. that you believe is true. You need, so yeah, I want, I want to see different viewpoints and, you know, you know, all the things that are even in the realm of my mind. Um, how does that happen? How do we, you know, make sure it's an even playing field? I really don't know. On that point, though, um, on universities and the kind of critical thinking, I think this is, again, like an interesting current kind of conversation because the um, the point you made about needing the human touch in mm-hmm. dealing with like any kind of, you know, machine-oriented solution, I think is a really important one. Um, but I also read, I was reading another article, I think it was on The Guardian last week, about... Um, 
24 or something UK unis which have all signed up to this like um, opt-in guidance on how to use AI models like the predictive models in mm. education because obviously like all students are using them to like effectively like you know coast their way through the degrees yeah. but then yeah. ironically they're obviously paying loads of money so they're not learn anything at all but the funny thing i found from this was they were like oh well you know we just think that people need to you know understand how to use them and you know think critically about the output and stuff and i was like well is that not what you're supposed to be teaching, teaching them anyway them. when you yeah. when you go there yeah. and um <laughs> like as you would know from doing a philosophy degree which is like pretty esoteric subject like that's <laughs> all you talk about is like how people think about things and how mm-hmm. to understand different viewpoints and like you know like you say not just get sucked into being like just think this um but i found it found quite funny because a lot of the the younger people i've been speaking to are like really like mad on like if they're going to go to uni they want to know exactly how it's going to get them a job and um when i went i went because i didn't want to get a job I didn't was want like, to get a job yeah, yeah you know i, mean, I don't want a job drink now, for like. three years yeah Have i was just like well you know drink and be educated <laughs> so, semi semi-balanced <laughs> lifestyle of the two but um I, it just i found it quite interesting just i mean maybe it's just a product of the the times like you were saying but yeah did you um you know i mean how have you found if you look back on your kind of early formative years in education mm. now um do you think that stands you in a better stead to deal with everything that's happening with the development of like you know algorithms ai like all mm. this kind of polemic social media stuff or do you think it's giving you your own biases about it that you no, now need to fight. I hope social media has carked it in the next 20 years. I hope it's gone. Yeah. Not only for, you know, for her, more so like the bullying. I've got nieces and nephews who are in school now and the bullying is awful. At least when we were younger, we could just go home, shut the door and we'd be yeah. fine. I think, you know, when we were at school, we'd have to go to the library and get books out and read a book. And then right, and you know. Well, I think I think you raise a good point there on you know bridging the gap between, you know, pre pre social media, pre mobiles, pre not quite pre the internet, but mm-hmm. almost, and then you know it being part of your daily life basically, um, yeah. and how that's going to impact the next generation. Because I have the same concerns, like obviously you know having a son as well, like he's sort of keen to get they're teaching them about the internet now they use like the google educational tools and stuff yeah. um and they're all you know curious about it mm. and i'm like i don't want to like tell him that you can't use it but no. at the same time he's at an age where you it's hard to help him to understand that not everything that you see online is like necessarily true or like yeah. should be listened to or mm-hmm. how to discern between those things which yeah. i think is a real yeah challenge. I, I think especially within like my mum group of friends parent group of friends um even by the time they get to like you know year one of school they've got ipads it worries me for eyesight Mm. (laughs) like you know i want i want my daughter to be reading books i want her to i mean and i she does have an ipad i'm not gonna lie right she does watch tv she does it i was gonna say what secret super mum skills have you got no i do i definitely do not we're full-time working parent expat (laughs) with no family around her she definitely has an ipad i think i feel like Um, that's fine (laughs) so you know especially for like long car journeys you know she gets an ipad um but even just with like the you know and obviously youtube kids so she's getting adverts you know Mm. can i have this i want this monster munchie whatever blah 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 um but i I just, I reminisce back to like when we were younger, and, you know, and the long six week glasses ho- on there, yeah, right? and, the, and the long six week holidays when we just be out, you know, playing in the woods or in the fields or building dens or, you know, just being out and about. And I, I like to think being here in Australia 
you know, Maggie will have that outdoorsy life. Mm. Um, and, you know, one of the, you know, one of the main reasons I don't want to go back to the UK is a lot of the kids are just at home on computers with VR headsets yeah, right. on iPads. So not only does it worry me for the brain mush, the eyesight, um, you know, I, I enjoy picking up and reading a, a proper book as well, yeah. you know, um, and I just want, I want my daughter to have that. I just, so yeah, I, I really worry about, yeah, her brain. Yeah. Her eyesight, her future. <laughs> no, I think um, I think that's a perfectly legitimate concern. Yeah. Because I think going back to what you were saying at the at the start, like you just can't. And you know, I suppose this touches on the whole, like you know, you sort of responsibility as a parent to you know mm-hmm. look after your kids' education as well. Like yeah. you just can't put that responsibility into the hands of like YouTube, which I like no. have a vitriolic hatred of YouTube kids because yeah. like. I don't know if you had the same thing, but when um, my son was younger, he briefly watched it and he got obsessed, like to the point where it was like you could see him being addicted with those horrible videos of like oh. someone just opening stuff and like yeah, getting yeah, things out of things. Yeah. And I was just like, what is this like absolute garbage, like yeah. nothing stuff? And he's like, you can see like his eyes just glazing over while he was watching yeah. it. But then he was like, I want to watch another one, another one. Yeah. And we were just like, no, this is not, this is going off like right now. It's yeah. just like horrifying stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's some great stuff on there as well. But, you know, I was just like, again, going back to what you were saying earlier about knowing how all this is put together. I was like, they'll, they'll just be on a loop like forever if I yeah. leave him alone. I was like, if I was a parent that wasn't paying closer attention yeah. to what he's watching, he could have just been sat there for like an hour and a half, like just with yeah. his brain like slowly rotting into Awful. some kind of weird coma state. So, yeah, um, yeah like, I think that is very concerning mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, but um, then even like um, helping, you know, helping to direct her into what profession she wants to go into. Or mm. I just, I don't know what the future holds for our young kids yeah. and what they will do when they're older. What is it? Has your daughter like said uh, what she wants to do yet? Has she got any idea? Right, she got some three. dream, some dream she's jobs three, yet. Right? And I, love, I love hearing these though. What <laughs> her, what's her idea of what she's going to do she's for work? Three. And um, <laughs> in her mind, it's mummy that goes to work, not daddy. Good, um, good work there, though. That's a tick for the uh, yeah. You know, Striking the blow for feminism know, there, Terry. I like she's it. been into work with me. <laughs> she knows I work on a computer. She, you know, um, but when I say to her, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Do you know what she says? Go on. A mummy with three kids. Bloody hell. I was it's like, what? Like racking them up yeah. early on. <laughs> well, am I going to be a granny in the next, like, 15 years? I know, like, but, I'm um, not sure, like, you're ready for that, yeah. are you? <laughs> but I don't, I don't know where that's come from. I have no idea where that's come from, where it's come Brilliant. from, kindy or, you know, a cartoon she's watched. But every time I ask her, I was like, you don't want to be a doctor or, you know. Or, she's like, I want to be a mummy with three children. Fair enough, you know. But yeah, it, but yeah, kids, they, they, their minds blow my mind. So yeah, yeah, it's funny. I don't hey? know where she's got that from, but that's what she wants to be a mum. That's pretty good. Yeah. We'll have to recap in a year and see if she's uh, like changed her mind. Yeah. I was like, yeah. It's funny because I was talking to Theo as well. He was saying the same thing. Where he was, he's gone through various different ones since he was like three or four. But now currently he was like, he wants to be a, um, what did he say last time? He wants to be, I think, an astronaut, he said, a professional gamer and a skateboarder, I think, with the three that he was trying to combat. And I was like, well, you know, yeah, it's a lot to take on at the same time. But, yeah. you know, may- maybe you can make that work. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. My like, nephew, he's 13. <laughs> yeah, 13. And he just wants to be a YouTuber. Yeah. So. See, I feel like this is where, this, I mean, again, going back to what you were saying earlier, I think this is where, like, our generation, when we were younger, like, not having that stuff, the fact that, and not to rag on, like, influencers and stuff, because I think some of them mm-hmm. are great because they actually do real things, mm-hmm. but the fact that people are now like, I want to be a YouTuber, you're like, you know, that is not an aspirational mm-hmm. thing to do, just to, like, mm-hmm 
I mean, I know we're sort of partly doing that now, but just to sit and stare at a screen and talk shit about like insert subject that you yeah. don't know about yeah. now is, I feel like that's the mindset you need to change, right? And like, yeah. I was having a big whinge about influencer marketing like to someone else, um, which I won't go back into now. But um, <laughs> yeah, again, the idea that people are like, oh, I just want to be on like Instagram. And you're like, yeah, but then all you do is spend all your time pandering to all of the things you were talking about earlier yeah. because your entire revenue stream depends on you supporting like the meta agenda mm-hmm. which is to keep people on instagram like that is yeah. not a job that i would want that's like no. almost like mlm style yeah. you know career Avon. right Avon lady. yeah exactly yeah it's like the, the modern day equivalent of yeah, yeah. the door knocker you're having a tupperware yeah. party yeah yeah um if anyone would get that reference um, yeah maybe not but yeah. like when we were like probably late teens Early, that's when like the takeoff of like Big Brother and mm. X Factor and everything came right, and everyone yeah. just wanted to be famous for no reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you're like, what can you, you know, do? You're like, you can balance a pencil and yeah, like, like on, on my nose. That's yeah. it. That's my yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, twenty years ago, that's what we wanted. Yeah. Everyone wanted to be famous for nothing, and now at least you know influencers are doing something. Well, that's true. I suppose they're selling more, you know, fueling the fast fashion industry or, you know. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, it's an interesting one, I think. But, um, look, I mean, going back to what you were saying about the uh, the future, though, cause I think the, you know, concerns about future generations is interesting because it's really hard to tell. I feel like now it's really hard to tell where things are going to go because mm. – um, I was I was listening to another podcast I listened to, like um, where they were talking about this over the course of about an hour, that, you know, the internet – as we grew up with it, it's so different now because it kind mm-hmm. of got ruined by advertising, then it got more ruined by social media. Now it's been even more ruined by both of them just kind of being in a weird like death spiral together. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the, you know, the explosion of all of these models and like different ways of interacting with all of your devices could like, I mean, the internet might fall over and be completely different like in five years' time, right? I mean, do you have mm-hmm. an idea of what, in an ideal world, what would you want it to look like, Terry, if... Uh, you know, if you had your way and you were like, you could just delete certain parts and dial up certain other parts, what would you do with it? I'd fully shut down social media. Interesting. Um, I think I, I can get behind that, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> just, um, I mean, there's there's some parts of it are good, you know, it gives people a voice, and but some people really don't need a voice online, mm. you know? Um, so I'd like to think... You know? <laughs> well, it's the old uh, just because you can say something doesn't mean you you should right yeah yeah but i think it's, it's you know going back to like the, the the ai and everything if you think about like um you know the medical world it's heavily um regulated mm. who's regulating what you know what ai does and what well, you know i like to think there'll be question. you know some you know regulatory regulatory body um brought in to you know make sure and like a, a podcast i listened to um it was with uh kathy burke another british reference and um, like she was interviewing a girl called emily atak and she was she's in the in-betweeners right mm, she's yeah, yeah. in the in-betweeners and gone on to you know do other things great show and by the way. She, yeah and she's done um, a tv show about the amount of abuse and trolling she gets um and she tried like bringing one of the trolls on you know to a tv show to be like why do you do this? Like, what's, yeah, what's right. wrong with you? Did they want to um, come out from no, there? No, they didn't. Cave. They didn't. <laughs> so I think for stuff like that, like the the abuse, the bullying, the, you know, the the disinformation, the I'd like to think all that will be regulated mm. in the coming years, and that there'll be consequences if you do, you know, troll, yeah. um, bully, because um, that's the main thing that worries me about anything on the internet. 
Um, so yeah, regulation around around all that jazz. Um, obviously, I do love the internet. I live on the other side of the world to my family. You know, I get to keep in touch with them and see what they're doing. And you know, um, I probably wouldn't live here if I didn't have mm. that. Uh, but yeah, the main thing I want is some form of regulation. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I kind of, I partly agree with you because I think while I'm not a huge fan of regulation as a big blob, I think it's essential to control like the wild, you know, west of basically capitalist internet, right? Because, you know, back to what you were saying about your uh, conservationist, was it cousin? Brother. Brother. You know, people who are doing like real jobs, Mm. who do them out of the goodness of the heart because they like love doing something Mm -hmm. like are not normally the people that are building digital technology are they i mean like people build it because they think that it could be like the next massive thing and there was prior to the the current economic climate people were throwing tons of money at it so Mm -hmm. like you know while i'm a big fan of liberalism in general Mm -hmm. i also think like unchecked you know it just it doesn't really work does it right like i mean people just aren't inherently sort of that selfless or not all of them are anyway and you know i I read um a while ago about you know when you know typewriters and computers first you know what what were we doing with all the quills yeah (laughs) um, you know before the bill gates and everything not before all that how you know computers were like a secretarial job Mm. you know so it was underpaid because you know doing computers women were doing it and then as soon as it became like a male thing you know but um but yeah if, <laughs> if i think about my three siblings my sister works in special needs uh one brother's conservation and the other is a science teacher right all noble jobs mm. they get paid peanuts yeah absolute peanuts they're all way more educated than i am you know they're all you know like literally saving the world and the children and they get paid peanuts. Yeah. So I'd, I'd just, I'd love to see those professions, you know, paid a proper living wage so they can, you know, can have nice holidays and pay the mortgage yeah, and, and their energy bills. You know, we can, you, you know, know, hopefully have a place to live in like, you know, the next yeah. hundred years or whatever. Yeah. 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 Look, I think, um, again, this is an interesting topic. Is going back to what you're saying about how people actually deploy this technology at the moment um, and the, you know, the current sort of hyper-masculine focus in certain areas of the internet, like with the whole, you know, rivalry between all the, you know, big billionaires and all the other stupid stuff that's going on. Like, I think I've I've been quite surprised that um, they haven't actually tried to sort of deploy these models in more useful areas. Like, yeah. you know, solving... You, if you look at, like, the UN, for example, or organizations, organizations like NATO, surely they could be deploying interesting models to try and solve some of the thornier like economic problems like climate change yeah, yeah. well yeah exactly yeah. it's like you've got like there's huge bodies of now yeah. global weather data so mm. how can you i know they are modeling it all the time right but it just seems like those areas are a much more useful and sort of yeah. big impact area to be pushing yeah. a lot of money towards and flying to the moon yeah well exactly yeah, yeah. It's like they all, doing... they're all just building rocket ships to get off this planet rather than saving this planet and that's the scary thing hey because like you know you know the agenda behind the scenes is literally just like you know, if you ever played a space game where like mm. mining tends to be quite a big, you know, loop in those games, you're yeah. like, these are people who grew up playing that stuff, and yeah. they're like, oh, imagine all of the, uh, re- the untapped and uh, currently unclaimed resources that yeah. are literally floating around in space. Like, yeah. it's the only reason they're keen to get up there is yeah. like mining 2.0, right? Like, yeah. which is have you seen a bit the depressing. film Wally? I have, yes. Oh, what Great film. brilliant Disney film! One <laughs> yeah. of the best in my top three. Yeah. Um, I just worry that that's what it's going to come to. 
Possibly, yeah. Everyone's Although. just going to be a fat blob on a spaceship floating around the universe. Mm-hmm. Unless we fix this bad. planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, but yeah, I, I, yeah, they should all knock their heads together mm. and, and fix this planet. Yeah. You know? Well, that's the funny thing, right? I mean, when you look, I know it's very simplistic, you know, sort of way of looking at it, but you look at the amount of money they have to throw around. Yeah, insane. And amounts. they're like, oh, we just wish we could uh, do something more. And you're like, you know, like you Elon Musk with his yeah. ill-fated... Twitter by you're like maybe you shouldn't have bought Twitter and you could have yeah. done something like Solve useful. World hunger. Yeah. yeah, instead of buying a social network that yeah it wasn't great but it was one of the ones that was actually I would say better than some of the others in yeah. terms of its general transparency if mm-hmm. you ignore all the shouting on it but mm-hmm. he's just like ruining it now and I yeah. know it wasn't making any money but I mean come on have you bought a blue tick <laughs> no I have a fuck no <laughs> um, I've, I've, to be honest like we're on it for we're on it for work to promote flow state yeah. but. I've been debating whether or not just to like delete the profile because it's like, yeah. you know, it's a mess now. Mm. But as you were saying, you know, it's a necessary evil at the moment. So like the, yeah. it's still a useful way to reach people potentially because I know how to play the game that you were talking about. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, is is that good? I don't know. It's kind of good for me at the moment because I can help build the company with it. Mm-hmm. Would I rather do something else? Probably. <laughs> One thing I do like about Facebook is it keeps resurfacing my memories oh, yeah. so I can delete them <laughs> from like 15 years. But thank I like God, it. I didn't get Facebook it's a bit personal, until it was... Um, personal brand culling their territory. Yeah, yeah, until I, w- I was 26 when I got Facebook. Thank safe age, God, right? thank God <laughs> I didn't have Facebook when I was 13 <laughs> slash you know, to 19. Yeah. It's not Thank a great God. age to be able to post your life no, online, is it really? No. And I'm ve- yeah, I'm very, you know, I very, very rarely put my daughter on social media. I don't want her getting to like 20 and being like, what the chuff? Yeah. Like, why, you know, why is there a picture of my bare butt from 17 years ago? Yeah, I have exactly the same conversation with a lot of my friends because we just put a blanket ban on putting photos of yeah. Theo anywhere online. Yeah. And it was, you just want to post it. So my sister puts loads of stuff online all the time. Um, and I was like, I just don't want him. I don't want him. To, yeah, it's the same. I was like, I wouldn't want to turn around when I'm 20 and be like, I've got like 20 years of like my entire yes. life of photos that Absolutely random not. people have been I looking know. at. I know. It's just, yeah. Your future employer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like, oh, look, here, here you were in the bath, uh, <laughs> you know, when you were three months old. That's great, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, God. No, no, no. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that, that they keep resurfacing my memories and I can just go, oh, I said that when I was 26, yeah, delete. Like, no, no. I, feel, I actually, I went one step further a few years ago and just deleted like all my profiles apart from, um, I missed one, I think I missed Reddit, mm-hmm. but, that, but that's anonymous anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I deleted like my Facebook stuff completely. I think I kept Instagram because that's just random pictures of stuff, you know, that I yeah. see around. Although no one but sees all them my, now. all my old aunties only use Messenger. I'm like, you yeah. just get WhatsApp. And they're like, no, I just message. So I've got to keep Facebook for Messenger. Well, I'm the same. I mean, like you were saying about keeping in touch with the UK, I'm like, yeah. I'm only on there for that because people are like, oh. yeah. Like my grand's on there. She loves it now. Like, <laughs> speaking of speaking of nans, she's like constantly putting random comments oh, on like photos yeah. from like you know 2014 and stuff. And you're Aww. like, you know, <laughs> endearing. But I'm like, can you just 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 don't? Yeah, don't. we don't need to resurface that. Yeah. So yeah, to kind of, so to wrap, Terry, I think we like covered quite a lot of ground there, which I think was actually super interesting. But if you were gonna, you know, give me your sort of um, your top concern and your top kind of where AI could be really awesome summary, what do you think is like? the biggest issue for you and what do you think is like the biggest potential benefit that we could see in the next couple of years? The biggest issue is probably my husband losing his job. Mm, that's <laughs> quite a concern, to be fair. For me personally. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, that's, that's yeah, important, yeah. To, my, my important to have that on the yeah. radar. And, um, and 
And then the the better side of it is, like I mentioned, um, I hope that, you know, the likes of my brothers and sisters, you know, sister who do, you know, the good, the good jobs, yeah. you know, the caring jobs, the educating our kids jobs, they get paid what they should get paid, you know, um, yeah. rather than us who just sit behind a computer and, you know, twiddle a few buttons. Some more uh, re- practical real world applications, Practi- right? Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. just more fueling the mad digital industry. No, no, I think, yeah. More, if I'm thinking personally, yeah, it's, it's the people I care about and how it's going to affect them and how I would like it to affect them. Nice. Yeah. I think that's a pretty solid positive. Yeah. I'd love to see the same thing, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll just keep our fingers crossed, Terry. I think that'll yeah. be it. Hopefully. Well, look, thanks so much for coming on. I think it was like, super interesting. And um, hopefully everyone who's listening finds it interesting as well. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the show. Thanks very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. A couple of interesting things that came out of that discussion were, one, dealing with tech issues as a non-techie person is going to become a real problem for a lot of people, not one that we managed to solve today. And two, how are we going to avoid getting into an even bigger echo chamber than we already have in certain environments online? If you have any thoughts on that, obviously we'd love to hear from you. Hopefully you're not too panicked. If you would like to hear a bit more about who we are and what we do, feel free to head over to our website, theflowstate.io. 